Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 83 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Full of opinions. Full of opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, you only have two of us today. My name is Adam. And I'm Matthew Lynn. And welcome, everybody. So, to get started today... I. I was just reading this to Matthew and Justin right before the podcast, but Facebook just banned a bunch of people today. Really? They just banned them? Yeah, they were just like, no more. Uh, they banned uh, Paul Joseph Watson, who was a an employee of InfoWars, so with Alex Jones. Oh, boy. And uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, who was who is a uh, flaming gay man from Britain who's very outspoken about his conservative beliefs. Okay. Uh, Laura Loomer, who I'm not sure uh, who that is. And then Louis Farrakhan, who's like a very outspoken, like anti-Semitic uh, oh. gentleman. So these sound like very political people. Very political people, yeah. Uh-oh. So is this a, a political move by Facebook, you think? I, I like don't more, know. More so than a business move? I'm, I'm not sure. I know there were talks um, where Facebook was talking about how they're going to improve their privacy <laughs> and how they were going to basically make sure Facebook remained a safe space for people. But So, so maybe this is r- response to that. But I, it's, so, a, it's a slippery slope, though. One's an anti-Semite. One's with Alex Jones. So are these people who, like, in general, do they promote a a more forceful way of doing things as in violence? No, they don't. Uh, at least not that I've seen. Like, so Alex Jones was banned from Facebook at one time and like all the other social media platforms pretty much. And Alex Jones, I know a little, a little bit about, and yeah. from what I've seen, he's not a super violent guy. No. He just the, wants to like unveil everything. Well, and that's just it. The, the only thing I could see them, you know, putting as like a call to violence with any of these people is stupid shit that any of us do. You know, when you when you talk about a group of people that you don't like or a person you don't like, you know, you'll say something like, oh, somebody needs to go over and just punch that guy in the face. You know, shit like that. Right, it's not really right. a call for violence. It's just... You know, an exaggerating telling of how much you do not like somebody or some shit like that. You know what I mean? So now Alex Jones's banned. The reason why he was banned, I get a little more because he had this whole controversy where he was in so many words or arguably a lot of words <laughs> <laughs> saying that uh, – that Sandy Hook, that school shooting uh-huh. at the elementary school, was all like a planned thing. To, oh, like, I sell remember that controversy, right? A little bit. I remember that a lot. And bit. I know that's what got him kicked off of Twitter, and I, I can only assume that's what got him kicked off of Facebook in the first place. Also, he's but, no stranger to uh, that kind of controversy. No, though. not at all. But people like Paul Joseph Watson, like I've, I used to follow him on Facebook. I stopped because the stuff started to become a little too opinionated for me. Okay. But mo- for the most part, his videos were basically just rants of like, what the fuck's up with this shit? You know, right, like and anyone would all, do. Yeah, exactly. He just has more outspoken beliefs than others. Yeah. And they were just these like little five to 10 minute videos that he would post do, onto YouTube. Do the things these people believe, do you think that they go against what Facebook believes? Oh, for sure. So Facebook says you're not going to. You're not going to talk against what I think on my platform in in so many words. Yeah, exactly. For the most part, which that's a little bit of a slippery slope. That's my point. It's very much a slippery slope. The only thing for me is where does it end? Yeah. Is, is, you know, let's say we all deem it's okay to ban Mm -hmm. political figures. Then what if we start to want to ban religious figures? And then if, what if we want to start to ban, you know, PETA yes. and their beliefs and animal cruelty beliefs and like where where does it end? Where's the board of people who say, Okay, you can't ban anyone else? Well, and that's and that's exactly my point. And it's funny that you bring up board of people because I think we It's talk- usually how companies do it. Well, cause I think we talked once how like Twitter didn't we have a conversation once about how we read that Twitter put together like a board of people. That was Google about the oh, AI. Google, that's right. That was the okay. AI etiquette board. Okay, um, that's right. That the, they were stacking with individuals who 
promoted the company's beliefs. Yes. So the shareholders got a little bit upset, and the mm-hmm. company ended up sacking the whole thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, so- but yeah, in general, you don't really want one person deeming what's right and what's wrong so you make it a board of people right and usually there's some kind of voting and like a majority rule or mm-hmm. some boards it has to be unanimous yeah you know like in the case of court systems and stuff it have to be unanimous right um so i would imagine that there's going to be a calling for facebook to set up some kind of ethics board right I mean, I I would hope so. If they're, I mean, if this is the route that they're choosing to go, I I honestly say that what they should do is not ban people, but like, but make it easier for people to not have to see the things they don't want to see. You know, don't give suggestions that people don't want suggestions for. So, like, for example, I was thinking about this in terms of, like, movies the other day, right? So Marvel's Endgame came out, you know, the big finale to this big Marvel saga that we've been getting for 10 years. So naturally, a lot of people are wanting to avoid spoilers, I I included. Right. You know, so it would be cool if Facebook had an option of, like, anything with the word Marvel, Endgame, or whatever, you know, hide from my my list. I don't want to see it. Personally, I think that'd be nice, mm-hmm. but I don't think personally, as Matthew, I don't think you have the right as a consumer to that. I don't think you have the right to say that I want my searches filtered on a public search engine. Well, it's, it's, now, it's not searches. It's just the suggested content that shows no, up on your page. I, I, I got you. I get it. But you don't pay to use Facebook. Now, if there was a premium, if there was a premium Facebook right. or Facebook Red or mm-hmm. something where you paid a subscription, uh-huh. now you deserve a service. Right. Now you're entitled to something. Mm-hmm. But just playing the devil's advocate, obviously I'm a consumer myself. Right. I don't have any stake in Facebook. So I would love to see the consumers get more power. Right. You know, But that in itself is a slippery slope as well because yeah. companies are entities just like people in this country. Mm-hmm. So they have rights. Not the exact same, but they have similar rights to what people have. Right. So Facebook has a certain level of rights that it's entitled to also, Mm -hmm. and it provides a service to people also. So to me, it it seems obvious to me that there's going to end up being a subscription service to all of these, to to the Instagram, to the Facebook, all of that. And if you want to be truly protected and have a stake in something, then you'll have to pay for it. Yeah, well, and I and I could definitely see these social media platforms going that direction. You know, I mean, why why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? You they know, make the, extra money and already, we get what we want. Yeah, there's already premiums on music platforms we listen to, and you know, Absolutely. streaming platforms we watch. So, like, I I totally get if it goes that direction, but at the same time, though, it's you, you're pointing blame at it, it's like if you're younger. It's like if I were younger and I beat up somebody at school mm-hmm. and then I and then like I said, oh, well, my brother made me do it. You know, it's like, so who doesn't go to the school? So it's like, what are they going to do? Say, well, you, your right. younger brother's not allowed to go to this school ever because well, there's responsibility on both sides. There's personal right. responsibility from the consumer to not. If you don't want to see something sexual related, then don't mm-hmm. type the word sex into the search bar. That's well, a personal responsibility on the consumer. Right. But there's also a responsibility on the provider to that if I do type in sex, mm-hmm. I shouldn't just see penises and vaginas right away on the first page. True. You know what I mean? There should be a little bit of maybe some maneuvers you have to take mm-hmm. to get to that kind of material or right. so there's responsibility on both sides for sure yeah well and I, and I do get that but like in the case of like facebook you know these cuz these aren't these aren't like organizations they're banning these are just people they're banning right which me, i'm not very okay with right and and let me tell you when i you know at the time when i did like paul joseph watson's page and his you know when you like a page you've seen it you know the suggested videos will come up now and then of like oh paul, you know paul posts a new video paul said this on facebook paul did that, whatever it was and then at the time when i decided i no longer wanted to see his stuff i simply clicked 
to unfollow, and I haven't seen any of his stuff since. It's capitalism on the internet. So exactly. If so you, that's why if I just you preach don't... things people don't like. You won't have a following. Is the way that capitalism would say it. Right. Same way, if you don't serve people in your restaurant that you don't like, mm-hmm. you won't have a restaurant very long. Exactly. So, so that's why I guess I just didn't really see the issue of this call for violence thing because it's just if you don't like any of these people, don't don't follow their pages, and you're not going to see their stuff ever. It's not going to be suggested to you. Let me ask you just out of curiosity here. Uh-huh. I'm not really sure how this answer is going to go. Okay. Okay. Um, but there's no judgment either way. We're just we're just talking about how we feel about things here. Mm-hmm. How would you personally, as Adam, feel about a um, a nationalized social media platform? Mm. Meaning, so the government has certain roles in society that are deemed unsuitable for civilians to do, mm-hmm. so the government does it. Things right. like running a military, mm-hmm. ele- electricity, stuff like that. Okay, right. And in America, we like to privatize as much as totally possible. Right. You know, our core is to keep the big government out in general and to let the people, let capitalism do its thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that social media is becoming one of those things that are starting to get out of the hands of civilians yes. and needed to be run by the government yes so funded by taxpayer money so that now we all have certain rights on that platform because we all pay into it yes um not so much It'd be interesting uh, well and, and i think that's just the way it's going to naturally happen you think so it's becoming yeah. that well what i think they should do and the way that i think you make it work is just how we have a constitution with a United States mm-hmm. that doesn't budge, and that's you know the the basis of everything that America's built on. Right. I think there needs to be a separate constitution that applies to social media stuff. Well, we could have a um, an internet article in the constitution. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I guess you wouldn't call it an article; you would call it a. Uh, it would almost be an amendment. It would be another another right, like your second right, well, your third well, right. Your... But I but I think just adding like another amendment though would be too vague. Like I, I'm saying, like how we have you know, oh, the first one's you know freedom of speech. The second one's is the same thing with how a social media should be run. So that I think the government needs no to address question. it in some way. Yes. So I mean, the forefathers had absolutely zero concept of the internet. Mm-hmm. There was they had electricity. Yeah. And that's about it. That's as far as they could comprehend the internet yeah right so there was absolutely no way that they could have possibly written legislation i butcher that word every time i say it but they couldn't have written laws (laughs) about social media and the internet because there was no concept right so but what they did do is they gave us a document the law of the land that's living Mm -hmm. so it's malleable you can change it yes so it's like they intended for these things to happen. They knew things were going to come around and technology mm-hmm. was going to develop that they didn't have words for at that time. Right. So they set us up a system that we could take care of it when it came. Mm-hmm. And so far, since the 90s, when the internet started becoming a thing, we've, we haven't really addressed it on a federal level. No. Well, and the problem is, we right now you have these social media platforms that are, you know, for the most part run by one person, one single individual who are making the decisions saying, well, we don't want this on the platform. Well, we don't want this on the platform. But we're getting to a point with social media. It's the same thing with like email, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're applying for a job or something, if you don't have an email, you might as well not bother applying for the Dude, job You can't online. even get a username and a password to log in without an email. You can't even exactly. begin the process. Exactly. So we're at this point now to where it's, you know, you don't have to have an email, right. but you kind of have to have an email. You have to have an email to function in society. Exactly. And I, I would Same thing argue, with driver's licenses. Yeah. There's been many things throughout history that have been that way. And I would argue that social media is quickly becoming the same way. Maybe right now in the present, it's not something that you have to have to, you know, be a part of society. But we're getting there quick. Okay. Dude, I was I'm truly I really think that I was last one of the last of the Mohicans mm-hmm. in holding out not having social media. Yeah. I didn't start social media until we launched Hardly Millennial. Yeah which was 
about 80 days ago now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so just shy of three months is as long as I've even had Facebook downloaded on my phone. Mm -hmm. I never touched it for years before that. Right. I I'm 26 years old, you know? So it even for me, it came to a point where for the longest time I didn't need it, didn't, and I still don't need it. Right. But I we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing with Hardly Millennial mm -hmm. without the resources that Facebook gives. Oh, yeah. So it is almost necessary. And and there are definitely certain job professions where it absolutely is. Oh, I've, for sure. Because, like, I've gone through stages before where, like, like, the Facebook that I currently have now, I think this is, like, my third Facebook. You oh, know, really? I, yeah, I've gone through the process of totally deleting my Facebook, going however long without it, and then eventually getting one again. Um, and a lot of the things that always brought me back to getting one again was for networking, for yeah. the kind of work that I do. You know, I do work in media and in film. Dude, it's so easy. You can instantly talk to anyone around yes, the world. And it's fucking amazing. And instantly see the other work that people are doing. You can share your own work. Oh, yeah. You know, so I would argue that if you're trying to get work in, in the film industry, regardless of your age, you need social media. Yeah, unless your plan is to just by happen chance be in the right place at the right time, mm -hmm. unless you're you're banking on that happening. Yeah. If you want to have any kind of control over your networking and where you go in life, you have to be able to talk to people. Yes. And Facebook allows you to talk to people. I mean, which is super powerful. Yeah. I mean, hell, even when I uh first applied for this job as being a barista, you know, my, my boss is very open about the fact that every single time somebody applies, the first thing she does is goes onto their Facebook to see who she's going to be talking to. You know, and like, and I mean, I don't blame her. I'm sure there's plenty of bosses out there that do it. Yeah, some of the bigger you know? companies, like, I know Google does it, you know, and they're a huge company. I'm sure there's many other large companies. They have an entire department that is for that. Yeah. Um, they, they look at their employees facebook's yeah um not just when they're hiring them but even while they work there mm -hmm. um make sure there's no it, slander and well there's no as far as i know there's no kind of privacy laws that that protect anyone against that yeah once you put something on social media it's, it's kind of expected yeah. that anyone can see it mm -hmm. you know they're getting a little bit better now the actual company is starting to get forced to put more privacy settings in there uh-huh um but at the end of the day, if you put something on the internet, you should expect that everyone's going to see it and has access to it forever. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think most of us follow the, that guideline when mm -hmm. we use the internet. And I really think most internet users don't have an issue yeah. with using the internet. I think so too. I think the vast majority of us get a lot more benefit out of the internet than, than stress. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly why I think it's just one of those things now where it's like, yeah, you just kind of need it, you know? It just needs to be regulated like anything else. Yes. You know, when my, when my dad was a kid, he talked about that you could go to the dump. You could go to the city dump mm -hmm. where they take the trash, you know. And you could go there and you could walk around. You could grab stuff out of the dump and take it home. Mm -hmm. If there was a bike that was half broken, or, you could just take shit uh -huh. and you could fix it up and you can use it. And nobody gave any shits about it. Mm -hmm. And then one day there were some guys and they fell and they got fucked up and they got hurt. <laughs> yep. And the people who own the dump is the city. So it's the city government. It's mm -hmm. something that's deemed out of the realm of civilians to run. Mm -hmm. So they needed to regulate the situation. And they made it so that across the board, now it's illegal. You can't go to the dump and take anything home. Right. Because one person messed it up for everyone. So I, I can only assume there will be a day that the masses call for the internet to be regulated. Yeah. It might not start in this country. I mean, no. really, the, the internet's used by the entire world mm -hmm. and we're only a percentage of the whole world guys. Yeah. So if other <laughs> countries, if, if India and China and France and Germany got together and said, we're going to start a internet regulation board, mm -hmm. there's not much that America can really do to say no, no. we cannot aff aff affiliate with it, mm -hmm. but it will still happen. Yes. And the rest of the world is much more into regulation than we are here. So that's where I think it. I think you'll see it happen in Europe first. Well, and the, the thing is, is people don't understand either. It's like, I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're probably, you know, the, the freest place, you know, in the world. 
but we do still have regulations. We just do, you know. So when it comes to we s- do social media and how much stuff's used on there, especially with like how m- much polit how many politi- politicians that's the word politicians you know use social media. So hell, our right. fucking president loves Twitter. Oh, he digs loves, it. Loves loves Twitter. Loves tweeting. A lot of CEOs too. Elon Musk has mm-hmm. gotten in his fair share of trouble recently with yeah. it. Um, those people are learning, like in the case of Elon Musk, um, they're learning that they don't own something for once. Mm -hmm. Uh, He owns everything in his entire life. (laughs) Yeah. But when he goes on the internet, you're now on a public road. Mm -hmm. It's like a highway system that the entire planet is connected to. Right. And each zone you go in, once you cross every border, there's a different speed limit Mm -hmm. and the roads get wider and more narrow and they're better kept. The entire road system of the internet is connected to each other mm-hmm. globally. So when Elon Musk gets on there and he says things, he has to abide by mostly the laws of the land that he's standing in when he types the message. That's mm-hmm. the number one laws. Yeah. But you also have to take into account the laws of all of the other users that you're providing a service to. Yes. You know? And it's hard for Facebook because it's not just one set of rules they have to follow. Mm-hmm. They have to follow 240 different sets. There's 240 some odd countries yeah. that the UN recognizes. Mm-hmm. They have to follow a different set of rules for every one of those countries. Yeah. So I feel for them, but at the same time, they're a massive multi-billion dollar conglomerate mm-hmm. and they need to be held accountable Yes. at a certain point. And I agree they do. With they that. have the resources to change it, so they should be held accountable for it. And and I agree. I just think you know. And and honestly, the the point is kind of mute anyway, because at least in regards to Facebook, because I do think we're going to get to a point to where you're going to have to regulate social media to a point. But I think yeah. Facebook's going to be long gone by the time that happens. I think there will be a new iteration. I'm kind of honestly surprised. Um, I mean, congratulations to him that Facebook has lasted this long as yeah. as the top dog. Well, but I'll tell you why it's going away now, because I hear this more and more and more and more. Um, as a barista, you know, <laughs> coffee shops are typically home to employees who are anywhere between the ages of 18 and 20. Yeah, it's and a younger crowd. Just like any any other job, you know, we have a turnover rate of mine, so I, I meet a lot of 18 to 20-year-olds you know, right. through my past couple years of working at this job. And I've been told more than once in regards to Facebook of one particular girl who started told me, and she wasn't even 18, 20. She's like 22, 23, I think. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned like I had a Facebook or something. Somehow we got on the topic and she goes, that's such old people stuff. You know, she goes, Instagram's <laughs> where it's at. And I've been told that by multiple the younger is where people. It's at. The gram is where it's yeah, at. But yeah. who owns Instagram? Well, Facebook does. Facebook right? owns yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So... But I mean, but like, but just my point is though, <laughs> they're doing something if, right in the social media realm. Well, they're doing something right, but if they're already making these kind of regulations on the the thing is, the people they're banning are older people like us who are more prone to using Facebook. It's just a matter of time before the outspoken conservatives of Instagram get a little older and start to become a little more outspoken, and they start applying their same rules on Facebook on. To Instagram, right. and then I think at that point both are just going to go away. But you know, what if it became a system much like TV channels? Mm-hmm. So with TV networks, there's kind of a mixed system. I was talking about nationalization earlier mm-hmm. and having the government own things. Right. Um, with with our television channels in this country, I know we have a mixed system where you have things like PBS, public broadcasting which is financed by viewers like you, they always say. It's uh-huh. donation run. And it's, I don't know that it's completely run by the government, but it's a government. Like affiliated Affiliated channel. channel. Yeah. They get a lot of funding from the government and they're <laughs> supposed to help society and teach things. Right. You don't ever see war movies on PBS. It's always something right. educational. It's public broadcasting. Yeah. Um, I know in... In the UK, they have like BBC, mm-hmm. which is British Broadcasting. 
um, which is a news network. But mm-hmm. I believe that it's very affiliated with the government, or at least funded partially by the government. I believe that's correct, yeah. But then most of our television channels in this country are privately run. Mm-hmm. You have you have all kinds of ones. You have Showtime, you have fucking Fox. Right. Oprah Winfrey has her own network. You could just <laughs> yeah. open you can just start your own network if you want on television if you have enough money. Right. So why not mimic some kind of system like that onto social media? Well, I think that's what YouTube's trying to do right now. Really? Well, because right so obviously YouTube already has the channel thing, right? And you create a yes. YouTube account, you have Which your is a very channel. good example. That's literally a channel. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going a little step further, and I know I've brought this up to you a couple times, where all of a sudden people who I'm subscribed to, you know, it used to be if you just saw a new video, you'd be scrolling through and it'd be like, oh, you know, Game Grumps has a new video, or Joe Rogan has a new video. Right. But now you're able to actually just post onto YouTube or post a picture onto YouTube. So now I'll be scrolling and I remember I what the first time I saw it it was like a picture from Game Grumps and I went to click on it and like it wasn't taking me to like the video link and I was like what the fuck and then I realized like oh this is literally just a post. They Oh just so it's made becoming more social networking. At least that's what they're trying to do. That's dope. Yeah. I like but that would be another example of of private um, yeah. entity doing a good job in that realm well and at the same time too it doesn't really differ from facebook too much if that ends up taking off because i mean all it's going to be is just you know backwards whereas facebook started this post first and then added videos later you know youtube's just going to be videos first and then they added posts later but i mean i i do i do see what you mean though and i i think there are companies out there that are kind of trying to make that happen because I think something a lot of people don't realize is, you know, when you think of social media, you think of the four main ones. You think of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat are probably the big ones. And Snapchat's going away pretty quickly at this point. Okay. And, but the thing is, there, there's tons, tons of social media sites out there. There's tons right. of them. And different ones that people are trying to create and get off the ground and everything. But, you know, when when somebody has their, you know, feet rooted in, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, you know, the four main ones right now, nobody's right. really willing to, you know, dip their feet in a fifth one. But if more of those kind of take off and, you know, do their own thing, you might see kind of a change. I, I, I know there's one particular person and I can't remember what the social media platform's called, but the way that he runs it is through like a blockchain system. Okay. So he, so he basically makes the coding of how they created the social media thing available for everybody and everybody can kind of go in there and, and make mods. Oh, it's open source. It. It's open source. It's yes. an open source. Um, um, social media uh, social network. media network yeah. and they and they have a team still that will like you know regulate the changes and everything and make sure you know so think wikipedia of of social network yeah a little bit exactly so i could see us kind of going that direction but the only way i could see us jumping on the train of like a blockchain social media is one the the platform has to obviously be very user friendly which i think a lot of the social media networks out there lack which is why they're not big and two, Facebook and these big ones right now have to really do something to piss people off to get them to get off of those social media networks and look to find something else. Well, it's it's a little worrying when losing millions of accounts information and, you know, banning picking and choosing who you're banning from that when those things are not enough of a red flag to get people to start looking for something else yes that to me um shows a change mm-hmm. in in the way society thinks in general yeah from the way it used to i think back in the past if they were presented a situation like this mm-hmm. there would be an outcry of somebody fix this yeah. we don't care if it's the government we don't care if it's the company the people aren't going to do it Mm-hmm. We're not taking responsibility for it. We run the fucking show in this country. Mm-hmm. Somebody fix it. Yeah. Now, you don't see that as much anymore. No, no. Now all. it's very much, well, they lost my information. I'm not going to 
delete it. I, st- mm-hmm. I need Facebook. Yeah. I, it's very much we need them, not they need us. Well, and I, and I think that's a good way to put it. And I was just going to say, I think the reason you don't see those kind of that kind of you know uprising, you know, so to speak, is because I, I think it's it's out of fear. You know, it's it's there are people who have had, you know, their Facebook accounts for, you know, 10 years now. Oh, yeah. You know, they they have and, and nobody has hard copied pictures anymore. You know, all of their pictures and stuff are on Facebook. They get to look at memories. That's how they sometimes that's how the, it's the only way family is able to interact with each other. It sounds like a very secure. It sounds like security. Yeah. And a lot of times in order to gain more security, you have to give up more freedoms. Yeah. So. And I, the, that's exactly the current right, the generation I has think. the current generation has chosen how much freedoms they're willing to give up in order to feel secure in their communities and their networks online. And that's what's scary. And they are willing to have their private information no longer be private. Mm-hmm. They're willing to do that. Yeah. I I personally think it's because they're young and they don't understand what they're mm-hmm. doing. But once you give up a right. It's a fucking hell of a bitch getting that right back. Yes. Usually there's a lot of strife. People go to jail. Sometimes people die mm-hmm. to get rights back. Well, but you can give up a right overnight. Yes. It's very easy. Well, and that's, like I said, that's the scary thing. So, because, be careful how much you give up. Because right now, everybody's, the rights that people are giving up is all based off of, you know, online stuff. It's for convenience you right know, now. For convenience, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So it's... But that's that goes back to the slippery slope thing because it starts online and then mm-hmm. starts to bleed out into reality. Dude, we, people, mankind has discovered this over and over and over. Yes. We have over 12 different kinds of governments that mm-hmm. all run relatively successfully in their own way across mm-hmm. the globe. We've tried with different religious systems. There's multiple different financial systems that all work in their own way. Uh-huh. People always come to... A fork in the road of security or freedom. Yeah. And it's this constant give and take in different areas mm-hmm. to try to make the life that you want to have for your yeah. country. You know, and I guess that's where the concept of voting came in, right? No one's ever going to agree unanimously. So right. for the most part, human beings, we figured out that we vote. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make the most people happy. Yeah. Well, that's certainly what's happening right now. The, the thing with the people who... Facebook ban too that really bothers me is it would be one thing like if Facebook was like okay we're going to start banning people you know who hate speech whatever you know and I almost would have liked it more if when I was reading off the names of the people they were banning if it was a bunch of names that I didn't recognize you know Mm -hmm. I mean 240 some countries all you know operating on Facebook in some way shape or form and the people you chose was the the gay guy from Britain who's been very open about being a a troll and provocateur Mm -hmm. you know or Paul Joseph Watson who just says unpopular things in YouTube videos sometimes you know um like I said I don't know who Laura Loomer is but like those are the people like in your first steps here, like those are the ones that you were like, nope, they're too dangerous from Facebook. It's like, hmm, I'm pretty sure that if I, you know, dumb little Adam here did a little research and looked into Facebook to see who was on Facebook and who was saying what and the different kind of groups, you know, Facebook groups that existed, I'm pretty confident that I'd be able to find some shit way worse and way more bluntly, you know, inciting violence right. than those four fucking people. I bet you could probably go on Facebook and find 10 different ISIS affiliated pages or within the KKK. an hour or with, with very little actual research. You could probably stumble across them. Yes. So. Well, and that was a big argument with Twitter. Um, I listened to this Joe Rogan podcast where they literally had uh, the CEO of Twitter on oh. Um, as well as like an H like an HR publicist kind of associate from okay. Twitter, and then Joe Rogan had his good friend on who was like a journalist. <laughs> they were like, "You can't go and speak unless you take Sally with you." Yeah, well, you better take the lawyer. So <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Well, and just some just some context here. The whole reason why Joe Rogan even did this was because one of his big sponsors is this app called the Cash App, which is basically like you know a third party kind of bank. 
type of thing, yeah. like an app you can download. And but it's owned by the CEO of Twitter. Oh. So he was getting a lot of this like like, oh, you're in cahoots with Twitter and their views and stuff like that. So he felt like he had to do this thing of like, okay, well, I'm going to have this guy like giving uh, this, I can't remember the CEO's name, but giving the CEO, you know, grilling him with questions and stuff. Right, right. But anyways, um, and one of the things they were bringing up, this journalist was bringing up to him was he's like, okay, so you banned this person for this and you banned this person for this and this person, which was out of context, but you banned them anyway, you know, and did this da da. And then, so after he's listing all these people, then he started on a new list and he goes, why is the ISIS group still on Twitter? <laughs> right. The only the, the biggest terrorist group in the world right now. You know, well, and, most flamboyant for sure. Yeah, most, most flamboyant, most well yeah. known. <laughs> most well known. So it's like you know, and they didn't you know have an answer for it, and then he's just going down the list, and it's like the these people who, and it wasn't even like obscure groups or people that like you'd have to do research to find out about. Like yeah. the Twitter says, we're not talking ISIS. about Boko Haram or yeah. the Mujahideen <laughs> yeah. or okay, we're talking about ISIS. Everybody knows the fucking name ISIS. Exactly. All right. You know, but like they couldn't give an answer. But meanwhile, they're too busy, you know, banning Alex Jones or Milo Yiannopoulos for calling Leslie Jones a man, you know, and I don't shit think like that, that. Alex Jones has ever killed anyone. No. Or recorded himself hurting anybody. Exactly. Um, he yells and screams and he's out of control a lot. <laughs> but I never seen the dude actually lay hands on anyone. No. So. Or say they, to go to anyone's be. house and hit them or shoot them or incite violence or any of that. You know, and with that, okay, let's get onto that for just a second. Okay. Because there's a big thing right now, and it's it's not just right now. It's been around for a long time of uh-huh. who holds responsibility in different situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's take the example of someone with a following. Mm-hmm. Someone who's a millionaire who has more than a million people who follow them every day. Okay. It's very common right now for the belief to be that that person who has the following needs to be careful of what they say. And that if they say something like, go kick down Joe Schmo's door, uh-huh. and then one of their followers do it, we hold the the person accountable for that right we hold the the person with the following accountable for what their following does uh-huh. okay so hold that thought for just a second okay now i relate that to that situation i relate it to the gun industry mm-hmm. now if smith and wesson makes a sidearm and sells that sidearm the individual weapon to a, a person mm-hmm. and that person goes out and shoots someone in the face with that weapon mm-hmm. I personally do not believe that Smith & Wesson is responsible for that murder. No, I don't either. I do not either, okay? I think that Smith & Wesson has a service that they sell to people, and that's as far as that goes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> now let's go back to the original thought of someone with their words. Mm-hmm. I think these people, usually they're entertainers or politicians, what they do is they sell a service to their followers, mm-hmm. and that service is their words. So the same way that Smith & Wesson sells guns and firearms, these politicians and these entertainers sell words. Okay. So I don't think that they should be held accountable for what people do once they consume those words. Correct. The same exact way as the firearm mm-hmm. example is my personal belief. Yeah. However, when I look around and when I read the news and just in my little sphere of influence, what I see mm-hmm. is very much the opposite. We tend to not blame the firearm companies for deaths. We right. had that little dispute a few years back and we came to pretty much a conclusion, a consensus that it's not Smith & Wesson's fault. Right. Okay, we have to blame the individuals for their actions. However... We have a completely different mindset as society when it comes to blaming people for their words. Mm-hmm. Why do you do you do you agree, and why do you think that is? So, I I think it's just so I do agree with you. I, I don't think people should be you know just you said words are a service you know or a in that product case in, in that case, case they would yeah. Be. And I don't think they should be held accountable because people decided to take it the wrong way and do something with it. Um, but it's just it's one of those like in this case like the word the words don't matter i mean if you're it's one thing i think a lot of people do it 
they point the blame simply because they don't want to be at fault. Right. And okay, a perfect little analogy to use here. When I worked at Walmart, one of the things <laughs> that infuriated me the most is all customers had to do to get a $50 gift card to Walmart was find a manager, yell at them, and annoy the manager mm-hmm. long enough for this manager to be like, I'm so sorry, here's a $50 gift card. Right. So now, which just teaches them that they can do that again next time. Exactly. Right. So now, when you have this society that's <laughs> saying that words incite violence, well, now you're giving everybody a free pass saying, you can go inside violence if you want. Just make sure you point the finger at somebody else who said something that could possibly be yeah, construed. That's a as, good way to put it. You know, and so funny enough, by try by giving in to this victimhood mentality of these people, I'm just a victim of what I heard or whatnot. You're actually increasing the amount of violence. The, or the potential of violence that can be committed in the future because you're not giving anybody repercussions for their actions now. Right. Instead, you're giving the people who said the words the repercussions, and nine out of ten times, they're not even saying, like, go kill your neighbor. You know, they're telling a joke about white people, and you're going, well, my neighbor's white. I'm going to kill him. And that that's your problem. Exactly. That individual, the same way that there's a right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, Both of these topics are in the Constitution. We yes. have rights to both of these things. So I feel they're good examples to compare each other to. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, Smith & Wesson has the right to make firearms mm-hmm. and sell them to the population for a profit. Mm-hmm. That's in the fucking Constitution, man. There's a right for that. You don't have the right to take that weapon and shoot someone in the face with it. Right. You know, these people who are getting banned on Twitter or on um, Facebook, rather, uh-huh. they have the right to say the things that they're saying. The FBI didn't go to their house and arrest them. They're mm-hmm. not under arrest. So they didn't break a law. Right. So guns don't kill people. People kill people. Well, right. words don't hurt people. Hurtful people hurt people. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, well, uh, there's lots of people who hear the same words and do not incite violence from it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's just it. It's you're you're also putting too much stock into or maybe not too much stock, but the people who are taking these words and saying it's vile, it's inciting violence. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going to incite violence are probably a little mentally ill Especially if they're taking something like a joke that somebody said and taking it as reality and committing. <laughs> well, they these may acts. truly have the beliefs. So, here's a good example. I mm-hmm. personally don't like firearms. Mm-hmm. I don't like guns. I'm not into them. And I think that if there were no guns, there would be less gun-related deaths. Uh-huh. I personally think that mathematically works out. Mm-hmm. So, I choose to not partake in purchasing a firearm. Yeah. I don't own any. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's how I practice my rights against what I don't believe in. So you could do the same thing with social media. Right. Don't follow those pages. Mm -hmm. Don't share those posts to your friends. Yeah. Don't even talk about how much you hate them because then you're giving them a certain amount of power. Yeah. Just ignore the situation. Remove yourself from that and it will not be a part of your life. Well, and 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 that's what I, and that goes back to, you know, a point I was making earlier of j- just what you said. It's just don't follow the fucking pages. Don't if you it. don't like the don't people, research, don't look it up, remove know, it from yourself. Yeah. And so I could see the argument being made now that, okay, well, the people who are following these people are maybe commenting on the video. There's a discussion going on. One of the, you know, Paul Joseph Watson's videos about, Oh, we should, we should kill all, you know, social justice warriors or blah, 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 whatever it is. So I could see people looking at that and saying, Oh, well, Paul Joseph, this is the kind of comments that Paul Joseph Watson's videos are, you know, gathering. Right. But to that argument, 
if you take Paul Joseph Watson off of Facebook, do you really think the people who are commenting and making these kind of accusations on their th- uh, thread, on their comment thread, do you, do you really think they're going to stop just because, oh, well, I can't see Paul Joseph Watson's post anymore, so my views have changed? No. They're going to no. find another platform to have it on. They're going to be having it in person, whatever it is. And plus, with the amount of trolls that we know exist on the Internet, it's foolish to look at these things and put a lot of stock in them, you know? Right. But I also think it's foolish to allow a few people to ruin a, such a great system. Mm-hmm. I mean... We've talked about this before on the podcast, but yeah. where's the internet police? Where's well, I mean, like that goes, that goes back wh- to regulation. Where's the entity that just says, "Hey, you broke a rule. Here's a punishment, real quick. Mm-hmm. Here's a ticket. Here's something to make you follow the rules." Right. I mean, why do we stop at red lights? Right. Really, honestly, why do we do it? Like, because <laughs> we'll there's nothing ticket. physically stopping you. Right. There's no traffic coming in either direction. There's been many times at night. I know I've been driving, and probably everyone else who drives uh-huh. has thought this at some point. Of, I could just fucking go right now. Yeah. There's literally nobody. Around. But you don't. You don't go until that fucking light turns green. Exactly. Because you've been trained. Mm-hmm. We just need to train people to act better in a social place like the internet well and that's just it and that's why i think you have this it's problem simple. right now where yeah you're, you're it's really not right. crazy well and we're punishing the wrong people yes you know, i agree we're, we're punishing the people whose words are being taken out of context and we're we're not doing anything to the people who are committing the crimes you know it's like it's if somebody commits a crime you know, when you watch the news in regards to that, and let's say this person is saying, oh, well, I did it because Milo Yiannopoulos said this online, so I took it upon myself to act, right? When you watch the news now of these people who are doing any of these kind of acts, you they're not saying like, oh, uh, this gentleman's been uh, been convicted of murder. They're going... This man listened to something Milo Yiannopoulos said, so then he killed somebody. So they're automatically saying, yeah. well, it's Milo's fault. Leave Milo out of it. Mm-hmm. it. It ended with that person as soon as that person said the words. Yes. And I think it's wrong to compare it to standing on the street with a megaphone. Because mm-hmm. you hear, I've heard that argument a few times before, too. Mm-hmm. Of, well, you're not allowed to stand on the side of the street. You have freedom of speech, but mm-hmm. you cannot say, kill all black people as loud as you can through a megaphone on the side of the street. Right. You will be removed. You'll be arrested. That is against the rules. You're not allowed to incite violence right. to the community like that. But I think it's wrong to compare that to the internet mm-hmm. because you can choose what you want to hear on the internet. Yes. I can't choose what I hear when I'm stopped at a red light with my window down and you're uh-huh. on a megaphone on the side of the street. Right. We're in a common place. The internet is its own beast. It's a public place, but there's a lot of private elements to it. Mm-hmm. So it needs, it really needs its own rule book, dude. It, it, re- does. it really does. I, I, I seriously think there just needs to be a, a separate, you know, something like a constitution f- for, you know, how to conduct yourself online. You know, it'd be cool is if the world got together and made like, you know how we made like the UN, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't involve everyone, but... You know, it created major players in the world who now pretty much run most of what happens on the globe. Right. For, for In general, for the most part. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the members of NATO are incredibly powerful globally. Right. So it would be really cool to set up something, some kind of treaty or agreement between the G20, the top 20 um, economies in the world, who had a set of rules for the internet. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the International Internet Treaty. Yeah. The IIT or yeah. something. Where it's just a common set of rules put in place. Mm-hmm. And maybe not even start with police. Let's maybe not even go there. Let's just mm-hmm. set up a rule book first. And then worry about how to instill those rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I truly think that the internet should just be 
treated or at least social media networks should just be treated the same way that like America treats public spaces. You know, if if there are things you want to I mean, because look at like the KKK, for example, right Mm -hmm. in in real life. The KKK is allowed to peacefully protest and march yes. their beliefs, you know, down the street, and yes. police have to stand by and make sure nobody fucks with I think with they're them. actually even allowed to burn crosses. Exactly. They're allowed to chant. They're allowed to sing. Yes. Um, they are recognized as a, uh, a social group. It's a gathering. Exactly. Now, what they are not allowed to do mm-hmm. is lay hands on anybody. Yes. They are not allowed to hurt, and they are not allowed to damage any property that is not owned by them. Correct. So so as long as they follow those th- rules, they can do whatever the fuck they want. And that's my point. So when it comes, and I know it's not a popular idea, but these ma- sure. but these major groups and everything that's out there... If you treat like Facebook, like just a public area and just how you don't have to go into the into the town that the KKK members show, you know, hang out at, you don't have to go to the groups that the KKK member created on Facebook or that Paul Joseph Watson created on Facebook. If you treat it like a public (laughs) space like that, I I think you would, you would honestly be fine. But the problem is the people writing the rules right now are the people who created the platform and they can change the rules anytime they fucking want. That's what makes the constitution so unique and great for the United States is because it's there and You know, it's really fucking hard to change it. It's really hard to change it, but it's doable. If everyone agrees, you'd be be amazed how Mm -hmm. how easy it is to change it. The people hold 100% Mm -hmm. of the power in this country. We we don't practice it very often. We really don't. At least in my lifetime, we haven't. No, you're right. But the politicians used to be afraid of us. Yes. They used to work for us, Mm -hmm. truly. Truly. We just, we just let them get away with too much now to where they just... Well, they're smart. They're people just yeah. like we are. And they're intelligent. And they used the system that we gave them to slowly change it into a way that they have more and more power. Mm-hmm. There's there's some really cool uh, political simulator games that you can look up where you can do a lot of these things. You can practice these things with different countries in different right. ways. I play one of them. That's a French game. Um, but yeah, it's... Life doesn't just work one way. No. There's many different ways that lead to success. Yes. You know, and that's why people are supposed to work together. Yeah. I, I think agree. it'd be really cool if the world got together to tackle the the increasing internet issue. Yes. I and honestly, I I think we're getting to a point I think this banning on Facebook is the first step to that slippery slope. And I think it's, we're going to slide all the way down to where we're going to, we're going to start seeing that censorship in general is a very slippery slope. Yes. And it's a double-edged sword because there is an element of it that's needed, Mm -hmm. but it can very quickly become too much. Censorship is a very, very double-edged sword. Yes. Big time. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well on that note <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up here because adam has things to do today but thank you guys so much for listening to today's yeah, podcast was a fun one, man. I liked that was it. a fun that was time went by fast too yeah, i enjoyed one. talking about that one um, hope we didn't piss in any cheerios i'm sure we did leave a comment down below if he pissed you off <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember you can follow us on all the social media platforms and we do have a patreon www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial and any final thoughts matthew um fuck it we'll see you tomorrow guys love you <laughs> Bye-bye. bye bye